Handle your scandal. Sex scandal, that is. On today's episode of Champagne Problems, I'll be discussing both the advantages and disadvantages of bringing your bedroom to everyone's living room. I'll be breaking down the latest on R&B crooner R. Kelly and singer-songwriter Tierra Marie. I'll also be taking you down memory lane with some of pop culture's hottest sex scandals. Find out my thoughts of the premiere of Basketball Wives during my reality recap. And later, my champagne toast goes out to the creator behind a politically conscious viral video. And also find out who made me decide to create my new segment, Champagne Roast. All that and more. So pop your bottle and grab your glass. Champagne Problems starts now. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Champagne Problems. I am your boy, your host, Nico. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Before we get started, I got a plug. You know, I got to do my shameless plugs. Y'all, my social media is struggling. I need y'all to follow me on Twitter at official underscore Nico, the number one, and on Instagram at official underscore Nico. Nico is spelled N-I-C-H-O. Y'all, please help me out. I would love to do like live tweeting during uh, different reality shows and things like that, but I, I don't have enough followers right now, so I'll be talking to nobody. So please, please, please follow me. Make sure you subscribe and share this podcast so your friends on your social media, things like that. I'm really trying to, you know, build this thing up. So... With all that being said, let's get started. Today's episode is titled, Handle Your Scandal. Today we are talking about sex scandals in particular. Is it a setback or is it a come up? Depends on which way you look at it. So I'm going to be breaking down some stories that are going on right now in pop culture and sharing my personal thoughts and my own stories when it comes to sex scandals, even though I'm very innocent. But um, let's get right into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. All right, so let's get started. First up, we are going to be talking about none other than R. Kelly. Uh, You guys know him, of course, as R&B legend and genius. Um, He's had a very amazing career definitely has had longevity um but there's also something that has been following him his whole career and that is sex allegations um this man has been accused of sexual misconduct since the early 90s starting with singer songwriter Aaliyah rest in peace I I think this story it is the latest that's going on, basically, is that everyone has jumped on what they're now calling a hashtag, Mute R. Kelly. Um, I think everything that's going on with the whole Me Too movement and, and the Time's Up movement and all these different movements that are really there to uplift and protect these victims, these innocent women... Um, R. Kelly just kind of got dragged in it. And honestly, I think it's well overdue. Um, R. Kelly literally to me is like the OJ of the music industry. Like he 
has gotten away with some things that the average person or even the average celebrity has not been able to get away with. And as I said before, this shit goes back all the way to the early 90s. You know, um, it it was uh, alleged that he was, you know, well, not alleged, really. He was dating Aaliyah. She was 15. He was not. (laughs) I think he was maybe 20-something. And it's all, I feel like, it gets looked over. It gets talked about, blown up, made fun of, that sort of thing, and then it goes away. And it's been a repeating cycle for, like, 20 years now. Um... You know, his his demon, allegedly, is this whole underage thing. You know, I think he wouldn't have as much heat, of course, if all his allegations were surrounded by somebody being under 18. Um, I remember specifically this interview that uh, a journalist did. His name is Torre. By the way, he has a podcast, too, that I really love. Um, I believe it's just called The Torre Show. Um but I remember an interview he did back in like 2000, 2001 maybe, where he asked R. Kelly something along the lines of like, you know, do you um, have sex with underage women or teenage women or something like that? And he responded by saying some shit like, what do you mean by underage women? He's been kind of looking guilty for 20 years now. I mean, I have to say. Um, you know, we all know the famous tape of him, you know, peeing on the girl uh, and all of that kind of stuff. And there's been many parodies and, you know, comedians and radio hosts and everything have, have, you know, had their fair share of poking fun. But at the end of the day, I think his situation has been just sort of like overlooked. It's been a lot of comedy behind it but no one has really taken it seriously I feel over the years and I think people have just had enough um you know and what's crazy is stories are constantly coming to the forefront I mean you know he had his ex-girlfriend who did this interview and and it's the things that he is getting accused of is crazy I mean it's not just like oh he fondled someone this is like you're having full-out sex. He's been accused of having some sort of sex cult, which I don't even know how one would even start. Like, I wouldn't know how to start one if I wanted to. Like, what? how the hell do you... Like, what does that even mean? Um, but, like, he... I mean, he's been accused of abusing women after, you know, having inappropriate sexual relations um it, it i mean the list goes on and on and on and on he has a laundry list of allegations involving sexual misconduct particularly with underage women and this mute R. Kelly thing i don't know exactly who started it but i know shonda rhimes her name kind of came up one of the first names that i remember coming up um first and when I tell you there are so many celebrities that jumped on this train, I was shocked by some of them. Like, I have to say, like, as a black man, when black men go down when it comes to sexual allegations and this particular movement, a lot of other black men, particularly in Hollywood, kind of stay silent. Um, because the truth of the matter is, 
we have this mentality of like, oh, I just hate to see another brother go down. I hate to see. So we kind of remove ourselves from the situation. We don't really support it, but we're not. We kind of play neutral in the situation. So I was really surprised and commended people like John Legend, who who said he's standing up for these women and uh, Jesse Smollett and, um, you know, different celebrities like that. But the list goes on and on. I mean, the women are Viola Davis. Um, gosh, um, I'm going blank, but just some Kathy Griffin, uh, Jane Fonda, who I feel like doesn't even know who the hell R. Kelly is, but she is, she's on the, on the bandwagon. Um, I mean, there's Amy Schumer. The list goes on and on and on and on. And when you have that much power behind a movement, like it's it, it's gonna stick this time. Um, I know Spotify came forth and said, you know, they were pulling his music from um, all their playlists, and they just weren't gonna promote him anymore. The music is still available, but you just can't. Uh, you won't be able to hear it on playlists and things like that. Apple ended up. Uh, Apple Music ended up following suit. Um, and it's just, it's really kind of snowballing into something much bigger. Um, if I had to give my honest opinion, I I think it's, it's, it's well overdue. You know, I don't like to see people necessarily go down or have career setbacks. I don't wish any harm on that, but I have to say this man has been getting away with this for 20 years. And people have just turned a blind eye because he makes such great music and blah, 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 blah. And we just have to take a second and and take his profession out of it and just look at him as just a man in America who has taken advantage of of many young girls, allegedly, um, over the course of 20 years. So... I, I think it's it's well overdue. I think justice is being served. And, you know, I, I'm here for it. You know, I love R. Kelly musically. Don't get me wrong. You know, as I stated before, I'm a singer-songwriter myself. One of R. Kelly's songs was actually um, the first song I ever sang and realized that I could sing when I was a kid. It was one of his songs. So I have a respect for R. Kelly musically but it 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 stops there um because i just i cannot stand behind someone who victimizes young girls i mean that i mean he's been accused of molestation and rape and and holding girls hostage and like this is like lifetime movie shit like it's really crazy and I just, you know, I can't stand behind it. So I stand with all these people that are, are saying the whole mute R. Kelly thing. I think he needs to just go away. Um, he's had a great career. His career has had, has, you know, has had legs, as they say in the business. And I think he needs to just walk away. Um, because honestly, right now he's being ran away. So I really think he needs to just, you know, have a seat. Because it is... I mean, it's just mind blowing the things that I've heard. I've heard so many stories, and I know things get twisted upside down, around and around. But I mean, there has been a consistent thread of stories with R. Kelly over 20 years, and they all have had a common denominator, and it has been 
sexual misconduct with women who are under the age of 18. And so when it's that much smoke, there's got to be fire. Um, it, it just has to be. You know, people are not consistently using this, saying this, and it not be true. You know, um, I used to not believe in a lot of rumors I would hear in Hollywood. But one rumor made me realize that things are true, can be true. When there's a lot of smoke, sometimes it's just fire. And this is a bit off topic, but um, the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing, that has been a rumor, rumor being sprinkled around since the 80s that Bruce Jenner was transgender or wanting to transition. Um, that has been a consistent rumor that has been sprinkled here and there throughout the media since the 80s. So when it actually came about and it was true, it made me really rethink a lot of rumors that I heard and thought, wow, when something's that consistent for so long, there has to be something there. It was based off of something. So when it comes to the R. Kelly thing, I have to say I believe every word of it. Also, I have to say, you know, I could be a bit biased. I'm just always, I'm always pro-woman in these type of situations. Um, you know, and I just, I always think you should believe the woman. And I don't care how long the woman waits. I, I just think that we should always go with the woman, the woman side of the story. Um, and that's really my thoughts on that. I just think that justice is getting ready to be served it's long overdue i don't wish any harm on mr robert kelly but uh i do believe that you know what's done in the dark you know eventually comes to light and the light is shining bright on his ass and you know i hope he deals with it well finds some get some help you know because it sounds like his ass needs some type of counseling or something like when you it's one thing to be a freak but when you like children and you are, you know, harming girls and, and beating them up after you've already had sex with them. But then you're beating them allegedly um, for them not to tell. I, I mean, it, it, this is just on a whole nother level. There's been so many things that I've heard. I can't even go into all the stories that I've heard. It's just too much. But. I do believe justice is being served, and it's all a part of this whole Me Too movement, which I'm really proud of. I think that it's just time for women to really stand up and not take this type of shit from men anymore. Like, and that is coming from a man. Like, I just think, you know, women put up with so much, um, and I just think that it's time's up, you know? So... That's my thoughts on that. Um, so I wanted to break down uh, the different types of sex scandals. So obviously R. Kelly's sex scandal kind of falls into the lines of like a Bill Cosby and the whole like, you know, all the Me Too stuff that's been going on. Like uh, Matt Lauer, which really broke my heart, by the way. I just did not think that he was one of them. But anyway, um, that's the type of sex scandal that I feel like there's two different types. There's one that's very very serious and detrimental and it's you know the law is involved and you know that sort of thing 
And then there's the type of sex scandals that are more on the exposure level of, um, and which brings me to the story of Tierra Marie. So for those of you not familiar with Tierra Marie, she is an artist, um, an R&B artist. She actually was signed back in like 06. She was signed by Jay-Z at Def Jam. Um, she had a pretty nice single out. Uh, it was it did pretty well. Uh, I think it was called Make Her Feel Good. And then there was another one called No Daddy. Um, the problem with Tia Marie's career is um, she was signed at the same time as Rihanna. And the label just kind of really, really pushed Rihanna. Neglected Tierra Marie a bit. And she was dropped. And she's, over the years, kind of, I think she's put out, like, some mixtapes and things like that. But you might know her most recently from joining Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Um, but she's been in the news lately. Her Instagram account was hacked, apparently. And some videos and pictures were put out of her that were a little compromising. Um, one being of her, you know, giving a little fellatio. And um, that's one I saw. And then there was a picture that I saw with her. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a nice way to say I mean, I guess there's really no nice way to say it. With, with a facial. And not one that you get at the spa. Um... That really shocked me because I remember being on Twitter and just kind of scrolling and 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 seeing that, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, how did she get put on blast?" Apparently, she's alleging that it could be her boyfriend, her current boyfriend, um, which is not making any sense to me. Um, I can't even pronounce his name, so I'm not even going to try. But he has one of those. One of those names I'm not even not even getting into. Plus, I don't really want to give him any shine. Um, but he allegedly leaked her, leaked these videos and uh, pictures that he was involved in. And these are the type of sex scandals that are not necessarily detrimental to your career or your reputation, but they're just more so like embarrassing um you know going back to people like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and things like that you know their sex scandals that gets them you know their concerts are being canceled uh Bill Cosby's case you know his uh Cosby show is being pulled and you know things like that on Tia Marie's side like nothing she has going on is going to be canceled or or snatched from whatever in her case, it's just more so dealing with the embarrassment of it all. Um, first, can we can we talk? Can we talk about this video for a second? <laughs> I mean, I I just I have to get into it because I'm not gonna forgive myself if I don't touch on it. And I know y'all are all thinking it too. If you saw it, can we talk about this? Uh, Palatial that she gave. Who the hell taught her how to give hair? Can we just talk about that for one second? Like, she was being all dramatic and, like, really wasn't doing much. Like, she was only messing with the head and doing all these hand motions. And 
it really just wasn't anything to write home about. And I wish people would understand that men don't need all the theatrics. Like, just get the job done. Just get the job done. Like, all of that extra moaning and talking like a uh, a baby, but with, like, that Calabasas Kardashian voice, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, like, we don't, we, we don't need all of that. Like, just, just suck the dick, okay? Sorry, I know that was a little, uh, vulgar, but we are talking about sex scandals. Um, so she put out a, a, a basically a little press release or whatever you want to call it. And basically was saying that she was hacked. She thinks it's her boyfriend and that revenge porn is, is illegal in California and justice will be served, blah, 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 blah. Um, I honestly think this story is just going to kind of blow over. Not to be funny, like Tia Marie's just not that big enough of a name um, for this to really matter. Like, I'm sure a lot of you may not even know that this was even going on. Like, honestly, you have to be kind of engulfed in urban pop culture to even really know this is even going on. Um, and that's no shade. That's just, it, it really, that's what it is. Like, I remember mentioning that work to people and they were like, who, what? No, I, what are you talking about? I haven't heard anything from TM since I was in high school or whatever. Like it was, it was that kind of conversation. So it's really not a big, big story, but I wanted to use that as an example because it is very recent. And, you know, I think, like I said, there's two types of sex scandals. And so I kind of wanted to just talk about some ones in the past. I mean, you know, I think one of the biggest sex scandals and one of the, the first one that I know about in my generation, because I'm, I'm 28, was the President Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky sex scandal. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first sex scandal I've ever witnessed or heard about in pop culture. And I would say that was detrimental to on both sides. Um you know, it it definitely made people give uh, Bill the side eye, of course. Um, you know, because obviously that's infidelity and he's supposed to be, you know, a certain type of person being the president of the United States and all. And of course, it, it had a lot of effects mainly on Monica Lewinsky, Um you know, I, I've seen many reports where, you know, she said that she was going to commit suicide at one point and, you know, that sort of thing. Like she became a major figure in pop culture based off of that situation. And I, I remember as a kid seeing magazine covers and her name on it and saying, you know, the most hated woman in America and, and things like that, that, that really impacted her life i mean who knows where she would be had that not happened to her um i don't really know what she's doing now the, the last thing i heard from her was i remember when I, I love beyonce and i remember when beyonce released partition and there's a lyric where she says he monica lewinsky all on my gown and i remember you know that kind of resurfaced her name back in in pop culture all over again and so i don't think she was too thrilled about that but um you know that really hurt her it hurt her career i'm sure but it, it really damaged her reputation and i think she took a bigger hit even than the president at the time um 
But those are the type of scandals I feel like that, you know, are very detrimental. And then on the other side of things, things that are just embarrassing, um, but sometimes have uh, an advantage. And that is, I think, like I said, the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky thing is probably the first sex scandal I've ever witnessed. And one of the biggest ones when it came to being detrimental to someone's career. But probably the most iconic sex scandal that I've lived through so far is Kim Kardashian and Ray J. I mean, she is like the ultimate sex scandal that turned out for her good. I mean, nobody knew who Kim Kardashian was. She was just starting to be recognized as like the brunette friend of Paris Hilton. And that tape was allegedly leaked. I think the, allegedly it was leaked by Ray J, which I, I believe he did. I, I remember reading a story that he sold it for a million dollars. Um, and, you know, she blew up. She has taken that and her, her entire family is now arguably the most famous family in America. Um, they are all wealthy they have been a part of pop culture for the last 10 years. And when you think about it, it was all based on that tape. And I think that started something in the culture about sex scandals. Like, it planted something like, oh, I can become famous, you know, <laughs> out of a sex scandal. But I think... Kim Kardashian was just one of those rare situations. Um, and also, I think it was a bit of karma. You know, I know a lot of people believe like, oh, they leaked it themselves and blah, 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 blah. Because at the time, I believe Kris Jenner was shopping around, keeping up with the Kardashians, um, a concept for the show. And supposedly, the, I think the tape came out before the show aired. And so a lot of people believe that it was a publicity thing to bring attention to the show and blah, 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 blah. And I can't say that I believe that. Um, I do sometimes, I do believe that it was Ray J. And I think he did it for a quick buck. And we see the effects that that's having because what is he really doing besides running around acting a damn fool all the time? Like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, if I was Brandy, I would be so ashamed. Uh because Ray J is just like such a joke, like a joke that's not funny anymore and hasn't been in like 10 years. But um, I, I think, you know, Kim got the last laugh. You know, I honestly don't even think about that tape anymore. Um, you know, and I know some people still hold on to it. I, I, you know, I know many people who to this day call Kim and her whole family a bunch of whores and, you know, all kind of names and all of that. But to me, it was just an example of two people who were together doing something private. It became public. And she just happened to have the foundation that she needed to spin it and make it work for her. And so I think that's a good example. Uh, it's a great example of how it can be an advantage for you. But it's all about how you, how you look at it and how you handle it, I guess. So, which brings me to, I kind of wanted to talk about you know, I guess 
sex scandals on a smaller scale for the everyday person. Um, I think right now the culture that we live in, um, you know, that is so, it is so likely that this could happen you know this of course this wasn't heard of before of course obviously social media and technology has changed and and things like that but I have to say like one of the biggest things is you know dating sites dating apps and things like that you know you have your tinder and uh whatever all your different you know dating sites and apps and things like that and you know I have had my fair share of, <laughs> of uh, you know, being on dating apps and things like that. And I've had some photos that were, you know, uh, a little X-rated and things like that. And I remember a conversation starting amongst, like, me and friends about, like, how much just do you put out there and how much you shouldn't and things like that. And I'm not going to lie. I am somebody who personally is very, like, sexually free and liberated and... I don't mind showing my body and things like that. And um, some people are very uncomfortable by that, you know. And I remember having a conversation with a couple of friends and they're being like, you know, how do you do that? Like, how do you put your body out there like that for, you know, so many people to see? And, um, you know, what if, um, what if, you know, your job sees things like that? And it, it created a really nice dialogue. And... I found that a lot of people, it's just very split down the middle. Some people are like, who cares? Some people are very, very conservative and private about that. Um, and it just depends. I really happen to fall on more of the liberal side of it. Um, I I think if you want to do it, I don't think it's a problem. However, I do think you need to also keep in mind of what could be the possible repercussions of that. Um, because sometimes I think that that's not thought of. And... You have to be prepared for, you know, whatever, whatever happens. Um, also, like, sending nudes. Like, let's be serious. I'm, I'm just giving it to you, especially to you ladies, because I think y'all just really don't know this. And um, men, we are like children. Just know that. And I, I can I can really personally attest to this. Like every and I'm telling on myself, oh God, but every nude that I have been sent, just about, I will say eighty-five to ninety percent of every nude I've been sent by someone, I have sent it to at least one person. At least. Um like men are like children when it comes to that. We will show anybody like ladies and gentlemen whatever please know if you sent any type of new pic just count on that person's best friend has seen it and possibly the circle of friends i i mean seriously i have gotten so many news sent to me by friends <laughs> uh, of someone that they're you know just met or dating or whatever um so like please, and I've sent out my fair share as well. So just be cautious of that. Like it it happens, it circulates, and that's how people get exposed, which is what I was getting ready to talk about. The whole like exposing thing, I think it's so whack. 
um, like to just blast somebody for no reason, like to just put someone's videos and pictures and things out just because just to be mean spirited like that is so played like it's it's so whack. I don't really understand the meaning of it because um, nobody wins like the person that you blasted is embarrassed and then you just look like a bitter hater. Um, I just, I, I really don't get it. Like I've never exposed somebody, but I've seen it happen many times. Um, and I haven't been exposed. Knock on wood. But, um, but I do know that people share information because I've been exposed in a more, if that makes any sense, a more private way. I have met people that has said something of the effect of like, oh, <laughs> oh, I know about you or I, I know what you do or how you get down. Or I know what's, you know, whatever underneath those pants and blah, 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 blah. All of that is pertaining to, oh, here we go. I sent something to somebody and they showed you. So it happens. It it happens. And it, it uh, made me think about something that happened in my city. So I live in Indianapolis, Indiana. And maybe, I don't know if it's even been two years ago, there was something going around. It was a Tumblr page, and they were calling it the Burn Book. And basically, people were posting people's nudes um, online on the Tumblr page and listing them by name and saying all this mean stuff about them. And... It it got really popular in my city um, to the point that I, I knew several people that were on there. Um, and it was just such an awkward thing, like, to be like, wow, do I, like, do you say something or do you just not? And the people that I brought it to, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, I already know. And it it was just really crazy and unnecessary. And, you know, it bounced around the city a while of who did it and, who didn't and whatever, but like, it was just, I think it was such a waste of time that somebody actually took out the time to create an entire page to expose people's um, nudes and videos and their personal health statuses. And it, it got really ugly. Um, but, you know, things like that happen. So that's what I mean by you have to be careful what you do. Like, I always say like and I had to learn this myself so I'm 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 really speaking on experience I'm speaking really freely today like you know any news that I send now are typically headless um you know videos and things like that cuz I used to not care like I I'm sure I have some things floating around with my face and all of that but it is what it is um but yeah, so I, I would say, you know, you just have to be careful because people are crazy. People are always looking to expo- This is, a, to me, a, a culture, I mean, a time period where, you know, it, it's just like a part of our culture now to always like shed the light on something or expose somebody, put somebody on blast. So a lot of that is happening. Um, and so you just have to be careful. You definitely have to be careful because I, I have to say I can't count how many times I've been sent something by somebody and they're being like oh my god did you see this or i didn't know such and such you know i found this on tumblr or this was on xtube or this was they're not even going on xtube anymore but anyway like i saw this on pornhub blah 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 blah. like 
it's crazy how much like people's information or people's private uh, pictures and videos and things are floating around. So that's my thoughts on all of that. Um, so, you know, for all you freaks and things out there who, you know, still enjoy sending a picture or a video, you know, just know you got to be careful. Protect yourself. Um, and one more thing, the whole job thing, that that conversation really annoys me. Like, um, yes, I know that they say that, you know, if your job catches you doing those type of things or see that kind of content online, you could be fired and blah, blah, blah. But my thing is, how the hell are they finding that information? I mean, I know they can, but why are you looking for that? Um, like, I, I just feel like if if Bob from HR see finds a picture of you spread eagle on Tinder... That's your business. You are outside of work. That's not on company time. That's not on... Co- like, I, I just don't understand that whole correlation. But I digress. Um, that's really all I have to say about that. So let me know what y'all think. Um, you know, tweet me. Please tweet me. Lord Jesus, somebody please tweet me. At official underscore Nico one. Um, let me know your thoughts about that. Um that's all I have to say about that. So we're going to get into our reality recap. I'm going to talk about the premiere episode of Basketball Wives. All right, so it's time for our reality recap. So I'm going to be talking about the uh, premiere episode of Basketball Wives. Season, actually, I don't even know what season it is. Um, So whatever, that doesn't really matter, I guess. But... um. It was a pretty cool episode, I guess. Um, basketball Wives is one of those shows for me that, don't get me wrong, I love the ladies of Basketball Wives, and, you know, but Basketball Wives is one of those shows that every year when I see a promo, I'm like, oh, they got picked up again? Like, I really feel like they're one of those shows that just, every year I feel like, oh, this is going to be their last season. They're going to get canceled. Um, and they manage to come back every year. I don't know. I don't know. So I guess somebody, cool, clearly I watch too, but obviously somebody's watching. Um, what I like about this season, I think, is it's I like, the, of course, the mixture of the OGs and, you know, some of the somewhat newer um, cast members. Um, so Jen is back as a full-time um, cast member. I have always loved Jennifer. Um we actually are a lot of a uh, we're actually a lot alike. I don't know, you know, you take that how you want it. But um, we both Virgos. I just I just like Jen. I think she's like a little bougie, but I feel like she's still really nice and level headed and all of that. Um, her storyline seems like it's gonna be centered around her ex, the guy from Sweetie Pies. I can't think of his name right now, but apparently he's been a stalker and I don't know. He's got a lot going on apparently, but. It seems like that's what her storyline is gonna be. I hope it's that's not her whole storyline because I really don't care. Um, but the sh- the first episode was kind of based around that for her storyline. Um, one thing I love about her storyline is that it seems like her and Evelyn are back are getting back to being the old Evelyn and Jen. I love that combination. Um, I just like them together. I like when they're friends. So I hope to 
continue to see that evolution and hope they get back more because you could tell that they're still not like exactly back how they used to be um but i think they didn't speak for like six years or something like this so um or something around there so anyway um evelyn's storyline seemed like it was centered around i guess her and the guy that she was with are now broken up I don't really know the details of that. She didn't go into it. I don't know if there was infidelity or what was going on, but it just seemed like Evelyn cannot catch a break with the whole in the whole man department thing. Um, one thing about her though, that I just feel like, can we just stop with these like athletes and stuff? Like, I just want her to like not date anybody famous or that has some sort of tie to sports, like. You know, I remember Tammy making a joke, I think, maybe last season or something that, that that she's been through, like, you know, three sports associations, which, no shade, like, she has, like, so it's just like, you know, learn how to pick them better. That's all I have to say about that. Um, but it seemed like that's what her storyline is going to sort of be about. I think they're going to touch a little bit on the whole IVF thing that she was doing and all of that. Um I'm liking Tammy's um, storyline so far. I think she's kind of trying, trying to stay out of some drama. She's very booked. Uh, she just seems to be very involved in her, you know, her hustle. You know, she's got the Bonnet Chronicles that blew up. Um, and she seems to be doing a lot of appearances and just booking a lot of stuff. So, she kind of has this attitude of kind of like, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I'm above all the petty drama, which I like because Tammy is at an age where I, I was getting sort of tired of Tammy. Like, she's one of those people that I'm like, yeah, she makes me laugh. She's like a nini for me where I'm just like, yeah, you make me laugh. And, you know, you're very comical and all of that. But at the end of the day, it's like, girl, you are a grown-ass woman who still can't control her temper. Um and so I really hope she tries to stay on a good path. But we've all seen we've seen this story before. So we shall see. Um, looks like she will be marrying her, her boyfriend, which I think is cool. He seems like he's a, a nice guy. Um, and I, I'm just glad to see that she's happy. She seems to just be happy all the way around. And I like that because happy Tammy means, you know, not. You know, her not punching people in the face and all of that. And chain smoking afterwards. So, uh, who else do we have? Malaysia. Malaysia was a bit of a snooze. I feel like she's trying to do this whole, like... I feel like Malaysia's trying to create an image this season of, like, family-oriented Malaysia. And I'm just like, okay, girl. Um... I'm sorry, and Malaysia, she's so pretty, but she looks like a video girl to me. Like, Malaysia looks like the 99-2000 video vixens, like, back when Melissa Ford and, you know, Buffy the Body and all them were out. Like, she just reminds me of that that era every time I look at her. Um, but I feel like her storyline is a bit boring. Um, Jackie, still same old batshit crazy Jackie. Um... I hate when people carry over storylines from the previous season. Like, she's still talking about her daughter and, well, the one that she has the issues with. And she's still trying to make it out to be like Evelyn is inserting herself with her family. And 
Same old, same old. Jackie is like the Kenya Moore of basketball wives to me. Like, she's batshit crazy. She makes good TV. But you sometimes wonder, like, is she really that goddamn crazy? Or is it for the show? And I really believe, like I believe about Kenya Moore, that she's really that damn crazy. Um, so we'll see what happens. And Shawnee, typical Shawnee, you know, she just shows up and um, always has a new business venture. She's getting into the weed business now. And... Just the same old, same old. You know, what I love about Shawnee is that she stays out of the drama, but she always is throwing the rock higher in her hand or lighting the match. And, you know, my favorite about Shawnee is she'll get everyone together and then they fight. And she's like, I just didn't know it was going to go that far. Like, I don't know what happened. or How did it go so left? Like, I'm like, Shawnee, quit playing with us. Like, girl, you still getting paid the big money to make these girls look a goddamn fool on TV and act ratchet and you still keep your dignity and pride. And, you know, keep cashing them checks. So I can't I can't hate on her for it, but she sure uh, she sure knows how to make some fools out of these girls and somehow stay out of the out of the way of the drama. Um, But, yeah, the episode was cool. You know, first episodes to me are always a bit like. I don't want to say boring, but just they're never really that exciting because, you you know, they're trying to catch you up on what they've been doing lately and all that. So it's always like a nice, soft episode. And usually things start picking up and get a little dramatic um, afterwards. I think the most dramatic thing that happened is one of Jackie's daughters um, went and introduced herself to Evelyn and Jennifer and basically tried to clear the air, which was very mature. But Jackie, of course, was upset and instantly said that her daughter was trying to choose sides and you know, same old typical BS. Um, and what is it with Jackie and this black? She wears black every damn wear. Um, in her confessionals, in event, like she be in hot ass LA, and everybody else is in like you know nice bright colors and you know showing skin or whatever. And she's always in like some black goth getup. I don't understand that, but anyway, that just popped in my head. Um, so we'll see what happens. The The trailer seemed uh, really cool. Looks like a lot is going to go down. I really want to see this whole secret that Jennifer drops a bomb about, I don't know, maybe I guess Evelyn slept with someone's ex. I think Shawnee's ex or something like that. I don't know. That looks really juicy. But, of course, when you see big bombs like that, that probably be literally the next to the last episode of the season. So we'll see what happens. But, um they're also, like, introducing new girls as we go along. Basketball Wise is one of those shows that's so weird. It's just, like, the revolving um, door of girls. Like, I, I can't, like, last season, I literally could not keep up. It was just so many girls, I felt like, that I was just like, I don't know who's a cast member and who's not. And it seems like they're going to try to follow that same thing this season because none of the girls last season who were, like, friends of the show seem to be back this season. So... I guess they're just kind of like recycling girls. I don't know. It's just like a really bad girl group. I don't know. I don't understand that. But we'll see what happens. Um, I do always like a mixture, though, and a cast of, like, younger girls or OGs with, you know, some of the newer girls. Because it always creates a a better dynamic. Um, So we'll see what happens. But I like basketball-wise. I don't know why they keep coming back season after season, though. But I do like them. So I hope they bring it um, this season. And so... You know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, That's it for this reality recap. Um, If you have some shows that you guys watch, um, you know, once again, tweet me at official underscore Nico. 
number one. Um, <laughs> and let me know what shows you watch. I, you know, I watch a lot of anything that has to do with like groups of women. I enjoy. I I can't help myself. I really do enjoy an ensemble cast of women because um, I think they're <laughs> watching that dynamic is really interesting. So any shows like that, I watch. But I watch all type of reality shows. So just let me know if you want me to check out a show or talk about one that I probably already watch. Um, so next. Find out who is getting my champagne toast and find out also who I'm adding a new segment, which I didn't want to do, but I have to. Who's getting my champagne roast. All right. So we're going to get into my champagne toast for the week. Um, This one goes out to Childish Gambino. You may know him as Donald Glover as well. I think that's his real name. Um, he has a video out, I'm sure you all know, um, a video and song called This Is America. Um, I just checked on YouTube, it has 123 million views. Um, like that's nuts. Um, but my champagne toast goes to him, like he hands down has given, since I've been alive, in my opinion, the best politically conscious um, body of work that was enjoyable. And what I mean by that is um, I'm very weird about this, and I don't know, call it what you want. I can't stand mainstream artists trying to be, like, conscious in their music because a lot of times it comes off as corny. Um, I'm just, I've never been a we are the world uh what's going on like fan like sorry like i just to me they're always like the corniest songs um and i just sometimes i'm just like really like okay because you're gonna go right back to talking about you know whatever fucking bitches and getting money i don't know but this one i really liked because first of all the beat knocks and you know of course, the video appears to be like if you don't pay attention, like it just looks like he's dancing around or whatever, being silly. But there's so many hidden messages. Like I watched it maybe two or three times, and each time I find something new, and I'm like, wait, well, I didn't even realize that the first time I watched it or whatever. So like you have to watch it a few times. I know there's some videos that are out that uh, have like breakdowns of like hidden messages and things like that. But you know, it has of course a lot to do with like. Um, you know, gun violence and all these different things, but it's just, I think it's, it's, it's genius. I think it was done perfectly. I really like his whole, uh, delivery of everything. I don't know. I just really like him. I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Um, he's trying to, of course, with all good things comes a little backlash. I, I recently read an article, I guess people are upset that he's so pro-black, but I guess his, his, the mother of his children is, I don't know if they're married, but I think his girlfriend um, is a white woman. And so a lot of people are like tripping about that. And I read articles about like, basically like we can still support him regardless of, you know, who he chooses to love, which I agree, like calm down everybody. Like really. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just think this was a dope, dope, dope video. I really do. I think it was just, brilliant brilliantly planned and executed and I just I love it. I think it's um 
I, I just think it was dope. That's really all I can say about it. Like, you have to watch it. If you haven't, you have to definitely watch it. If you have watched it, watch it a few times. Because, like, it really is a lot of hidden messages in there um, that you probably wouldn't catch the first time around. Um, so that is my champagne toast. Now moving on to my a new segment that I really didn't want to add. So originally when I first created this podcast, I was going to do a segment called champagne roast, which obviously is the opposite of a champagne toast. But I thought, oh, I don't want to be negative and bring the negative energy to the show and blah, 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 blah. But somebody just made me say, you know what? I got to do it. And so my champagne roast goes to female rapper Azalea Banks. I don't really know what to really say about her. Like, for those of you who don't know, Azalea Banks is a rapper. Um, But I have to be honest, this is no shade. I know not one title not even the words now i don't know one title um of a song by azalea banks but i can name five people right now at the top of my head that she's had beefs with in the industry like this girl stays coming for people um and most recently she came for cardi b of course you know cardi b is living her best life right now. She's on top, dropping hits, making her money. She's pregnant. You know, she really is a true, like, rag-to-riches story. And there's been a lot of hate that's come with that. And you can see it's really been affecting her. Um, but Azalea Banks was on The Breakfast Club and uh, basically just calling her unintelligent and Long story short, that she thinks her music is whack and she's not talking about anything, and she's basically a setback to female MCs and music in general for the culture, and just being nasty and negative to me for no reason. Um, then she she had the nerve to use an example of like, you know, we came from things like Brilliant Lemonade by Beyonce, and now we're doing this. And if I'm not mistaken, she came from Beyonce before, so it's just like nothing you say is credible. Um, she also just recently came for Tiana Taylor. Somebody, she, I don't know, had some sort of video or something out and someone commented and said that she, it it did remind you of, um, Tiana Taylor's performance in the, uh, Kanye video. What was that? Faded. And, um, someone basically was like, oh, you know, you were giving me Tiana Taylor vibes or something to that effect. And she responded that, you know, Tiana Taylor stole that choreography from, whatever the choreographer's name was like she's just always in some shit um and i'm just like girl sell a record sell a ticket to a show like be known for your music like i, I literally know Zelia banks is like this obnoxious girl who's always getting into it with people on social media and I, I like i said i cannot name one song by her i can't quote one lyric i don't know i don't know any of it like and i feel like she's been around a while now but she's just always getting into it she's been into it with everybody and it's just like i don't know it it gets her a lot of attention and all of that and she seems intelligent don't i can't take that away from her and she has made some good points in the past but i just feel like she's so confrontational and it's just like girl don't speak on everything you observe like you are in the public eye 
and, you know, have some cool. But, you know, whatever. Um, I didn't want to talk about it anymore. But so that's who my champagne roast goes to. And I think I'm going to keep that segment in the show uh, because some people just, I, I don't know. But anyway, um, that is all I have for you today. Um, thank you so much once again for tuning in to Champagne Problems. I'm I'm really excited about this journey. I'm starting to really look forward to this now every week. Um, again, I know I keep saying it, but y'all have got to follow me. Instagram is at official underscore Nico. And my Twitter is official underscore Nico and the number one. Nico is spelled N-I-C-H-O. Please follow, follow, follow. Subscribe to this podcast, share it on your damn social media to somebody, tell a friend, your mother, your daddy, your cousin, somebody. Um, I'm really trying to build an audience and uh, want to continue to keep giving you guys this podcast. So once again, this is your boy Nico. Thank you so much for tuning into Champagne Problems. Until next time, cheers.